I missed being in Boone this weekend. I was with my parents, which was nice. I haven't seen my parents in a while, so they've got a great garage set up for watching college football. So it's I true. got I've to been there. I got to spend the day with with my parents, which was nice. But I unfortunately had to watch our ESPN Plus broadcast, Ooh. which was absolutely infuriating to deal with. Now we were Cole Matrag and I. We were in Kid Brewer Stadium. We but were there. It was cold, perfect for you, rainy. We enjoyed it. I would have preferred cold and rainy to what I had to deal with. Was it that bad? Was it worse than usual? Yes. Wow. So audio quality was terrible. Like just just the commentators' mics weren't good. Was there like game audio? Like could you hear the crowd? Uh, You could hear the crowd, but you could not hear the refs. So like if the Uh, ref was trying to announce uh, a penalty, you you couldn't hear that. You had no idea what was going on. That's my favorite. You had to have the hand signs memorized (laughs) or hope that the the commentator said what the penalty was. There was no like yellow line for first down at all. No down and distance on the bottom of the screen. So I no second and ten, none of that. Um no time for the entire game. So I had I had play clock? No play clock. Or clock or clock no clocks whatsoever so i knew what? what quarter it was but i did not know how much time was left in that quarter so this is like old school like appalachian teachers college stuff like yes read this about is it the, in the quality paper. of like a bra i think the bar became like a staple in the late 90s this was like a game from back like oh my God. 90 socon where like you got a time update once every like five or six minutes you had better chances just having someone facebook live stream it vertically from i phone. straight up just had to like keep checking the espn up on my phone <laughs> to understand what time it was and then the commentator like D- dj did a great job right like having dj is a plus but the color commentator whoever his name is like love him god bless him he was he especially on defense could not get anybody's name right <laughs> There were like eight guys he called TD Roof. <laughs> Which is a, a strange one to latch yes. on to. Like he called DeMarco TD Roof. Very Madison different Cone physically people. TD like... Roof. <laughs> <laughs> That's, um, you know, TD Roof is having a great season, but he's not necessarily one of those popular he's not players. He's that good. <laughs> like the casual fans know DeMarco, Henny, uh, Corey Sutton. They don't know TD Roof. Yeah. So what is this guy doing? Latching yeah, on to TD Roof. Roof. <laughs> and he's not exactly a guy like he's pretty distinct in that defense like you right. understand that is td roof right that's demarco jackson <laughs> like so that was a little confusing but it was shocking to me that after halftime the down and distance thing the clock none of it got fixed wow so is the, the whole game wow none of it got fixed so the pick six to end the half, you didn't even know that was the end of the half. No, I had You no were just idea. like, oh, cool. A pick six, and they're going to the locker room. <laughs> That's actually kind of fun. <laughs> I guess it was. That would be kind of fun. Because you kind of had to guess. And like sometimes when my mom would be like, do you know how much time's left? And I'm like, oh, yeah, about five minutes. <laughs> and then like the quarter would be over. <laughs> so. Were there replays, though? Sparing. So about the same as Kid Brewer. Yeah, I mean, it was about the same as with the... It may have been a direct feed. It honestly could have been. Because <laughs> um, Malik Williams got an unsportsmanlike after his touchdown. I haven't seen anyone say what it was. No, I didn't see that. You didn't see the, a replay on We that. saw a replay, and it showed a few seconds after the play. Saw nothing. No. So I don't know if they're, like, turning the cameras off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I got it. Cut. <laughs> so... Um, no, I think I'm going to make the effort to every Saturday game 
left oh. to not have to watch it on ESPN. Got Plus. you. Got it was you. like that bad. It was borderline on. Maybe that's all the ploy. Like I, I'm not it's sure. Like, it's the same as a blackout. Like if you're within the region, it's a blackout. You can't even access the game. It, it might as well be honestly, that. Honestly, like it. It was like the opposite of like following the game on ESPN. Right. And I'm not sure which one's better. Because oh. <laughs> at least when I follow the game on ESPN, like just the box score. Yeah. I know what down and distance it is. Right. I know how much time is left. I know who's done what. And on I, TV, I was just confused constantly. I love that this has been the quality of our ESPN Plus broadcast for years. Yes. For years. Yes. I can't ever remember watching a home ESPN Plus game that I enjoyed the viewing experience. And that's like, I've talked with a couple people kind of behind the scenes about it. That's 100% on app. It's got to be. That's ESPN Plus. They don't control, like ESPN as the organization doesn't control any ESPN3, ESPN Plus. All that is, is a direct feed from the schools. Yeah. So, you know, app. And you know, some belt schools that are on ESPN Plus for the weekend, it's on their studios as yeah. a university to handle that. Yeah. So something went wrong <laughs> for years. For years. That's why I got so mad when I was watching Monroe versus Liberty. I was like, God damn it, this looks great. Yes, <laughs> there's beautiful. And that's like even in the Sun Belt, ours is bad. It's pitiful. I was watching a Conference USA game later that day. That on was- Facebook. No, on oh, ESPN. Oh, oh. One of the few games the Conference USA has on ESPN Plus, and it looked better. I hate it, and it made me so mad. Like we're the marquee Sunbelt like, program. The quality of play to the quality of video. No one that casually follows football is going to tune into our game. Be no. like, oh, app, sure, I'll turn it on. Have it on the background. And you're going to watch five minutes and think it's a PowerPoint presentation. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you have probably. Uh, heard us complain about this before if you haven't there you go this this is a common this is the theme. first time you're gonna hear it and it will not be the last no um if you've had similar uh opinions please let us know and if you think we're wrong if you love our broadcast if you think the espn plus broadcast please, is beautiful please let us know sometimes app state nation will upload vhs rips in better quality yes than our espn plus I've broadcast watched games from the 90 like <laughs> 1992 versus marshall that have been better looking than our ESPN Plus broadcast. So, welcome to the Gold Room. I am Will Strickland, a.k.a. App State Coneboy. And I'm Parker Stone, the App State Cone Enforcer. We recap the Monroe beatdown. Look at the most recent AP poll because it's kind of interesting. And uh, look ahead to the final stretch of the season. Welcome back. You're in the Gold Room, presented by Will Strickland and Parker Stone. Fifty-nine to twenty-eight was the final score. Uh, it was a game that we probably could have agreed coach to coach we could have ended at the half yeah i i think terry bowden was trying to get out of there yeah i, I think the score was 42 7 49 49 7 was it even zero at the half no it was seven okay 49 7 and then we end the game 59 28 so I, I do want to put out there as someone who was there um 
when you're in a beat down situation as an in-person spectator, it's an interesting balance. Yeah. Because it's fun watching your team dominate. And the offense is flying around the field. Defense is three and out, three and out. Uh, but after a while, if that stops happening, it's kind of like, uh, we could probably get into Lost Province like right now if we if we left. Yeah. So I didn't appreciate the team not playing the second half. <laughs> it was a slog watching that, especially the third quarter. Yeah. Monroe was in like this like hurry up that was working really well. They were just marching down the field. Offense, Chase Bryce started looking like Louisiana Chase Bryce a little bit. He slipped into some old ways. And it was very, like, like after the third quarter, we were like, ah, we're good. We, we, we can head on out. <laughs> That's, like, it, it's got to be hard as a coach going into halftime being up. That like that that's yeah. a final score that you're proud of. Yes. What do you what do you say at halftime? Yeah. Like, or do you even say anything? You just be like, all right, uh, y'all can take, you know, 15 minutes. Take 15. Just kick it. Text some people, FaceTime some kids in the stands. Yeah, go see know. some recruits. You know, see yeah. how they're doing. We got some candy back there in the nutrition <laughs> room. Yeah, go dip in the hot tub a little bit. You that's know? like, I think the only way to, like, the, I guess, and that could just be me biased because I want to see new faces. Yeah. Is, I don't really know if there was a reason to bring Chase or, no. or Peoples and, or Noel right. or that's something else to any think of the starting of defense. Because how sloppy we were in the second half, that was with our starters. And it was kind of like, because they had no, like, None of those guys had any reason to really play at that point. But you know who does? The second strings. Exactly. They absolutely like, have a reason to play. Get the children in that want to. <laughs> like, our second team could still dominate Monroe. Yeah. And yeah. get the people in that, you know, they're fighting for touches. They're fighting for reps. Like, Anderson Castle. Put Anderson Castle in earlier. Right. You know, I, I we eventually got Houston in. Put, just have Houston start the second half. And then put Tab Scott in in the third, the fourth right. quarter. Okay, we are inching dangerously close to our uh, a young quarterback taking their first snaps against chapel hill and i don't this want was a that. beautiful I game want to get one of those guys reps yeah i don't it was pretty harmless yeah you really like even if they come in and stink like monroe's not coming back <laughs> they gone <laughs> just literally have them line up everyone gets a drive you know yeah. <laughs> so i think that's that, that's the biggest takeaway from the game is this is the game we should have had against Elon. Yes. Where we there, a team came in that we absolutely were better than, and we let them know. We dominated them in every single right part away. of the game. Right away. From the beginning of the game. I mean, even if we let them score a couple times in the third quarter, to the end of the game, we still were a better team no matter what. There was no point where you thought, oh, ULM might come back. Right. Right. I honestly thought this would be a competitive game, and I was looking forward to a competitive I, game. After how they took care of Liberty, I was kind of worried. And they were on a two-game win streak, I'm the, pretty sure. This, I thought it could have been a trap game. Mm-hmm. No, it was no, It was a trap for spectators, dog. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. That's, it's a 29,000 in the stadium. I need a refund on that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, ULM tickets should probably be buy one, get one free. Yeah, that's a to bo- like the that's next a bogo. You get two ULM tickets for that. <laughs> you get the one two years from now. So I, I mean, yeah, it's a big dub. Uh, it's been a. It feels like it's been a while since we had like a, a dominant win in somebody like that. I may have said that for another somehow game this season, but it's it was like a throwback to like 2018, 2019. Mm-hmm. That's what we would be doing yeah. to South Alabama. Even before that, we'd go to Idaho and, and New Mexico State or and you know 
Texas State, do what we do. Hey, Sunbelt expansion, bring back true. bring back Idaho. Bring back the Vandies. When I hear of the Sunbelt, I think Idaho. That's right. That's right. That's where my favorite Sunbelt state is Idaho. When the politicians are talking about the Rust Belt, you know, uh, the Southeast. The Bible know, Belt. The Sun Belt. Boise, Idaho. You know, we gotta go. They're we gotta Boise. They're they're in like I'm just talking about the state. The oh, state. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The state. You know, we gotta win the Sun Belt. So we gotta go. Go to Idaho. Gotta win Idaho. Go to Idaho. A lot of electoral votes over there that we have to lock down. Um, so I think it's something that Gil should certainly consider. I don't think Old Dominion's enough. No, yeah. I yeah. <laughs> Good old one in six Old Dominion. <laughs> I, whatever Idaho is in the Big Sky Conference. I hope they're doing great. Honestly, they I, could I be hope. like forty and zero since and they I left. Have no, and I have no clue. No clue. <laughs> no clue. <laughs> um, if you had to just real quick. Biggest plus and biggest negative from the Monroe game. Um, not including the ESPN Plus broadcast. Not the game. The, the game. Uh, biggest plus is the... I, I wouldn't say three-headed monsters back, but Peoples and Noel together. Mm-hmm. Um, that combo worked well. It opened up Bryce in the passing game. I think the offense was clicking the way that it should have been clicking all year. Yep. That I think this is the first complete game I think from the offense. Yep. And what, what was a con? Someone that stood out. Um, that everybody wanted to go home after halftime. <laughs> no one yes. really came out of halftime thinking about the game anymore. Yeah. Which uh, again, I cannot blame anybody. Right. But you gotta at least right. try. Uh. Plus for me, you gotta give a big shout out, Mama Mia. That's a big meatball. Yeah. Caleb Sperling. Two touchdowns. And uh, I don't know if he had a sack this game or last game or whatever, but like the dude, like I mean, it's like it's like Madden stats. He's the utility meatball. <laughs> it's it's incredible. He seriously is a Madden creative player. Yes, and every time we run the the meatball special, it's six points. Guaranteed. No one has like no team has covered the meatball special well. Right. It's like has no one seen this on tape? No. <laughs> we run it every game and. <laughs> Every game, no one stops it. So big shout out to Kayla Spurlin. Shout out again. Uh, we can't say it enough. Demarco Jackson. It is difficult to maintain the level of play yeah. that he's maintaining, and he's doing it. Yep. So huge shout out to Demarco. Um, Demetrius is playing great as well. It's all all weighs heavily for his draft stock and everything. So love seeing that. Um, biggest con would just be coming out and looking so bad. And not getting young guys in. Yeah. I think you made a great point. Uh, you know, Bear Hunter is not really interested in this second no, half of the game, what, right? What do those guys have to gain? Yeah. What, what <laughs> like, are they getting out of this? Cooper Rogers, he's, he's having fun, but, I mean, he could care less at this exactly. point, right? Exactly. <laughs> so put someone else out there. Like, why do they even got the pads on? Like, <laughs> <laughs> that should have been a game where at halftime they were seven. like, just let the clock run. No timeouts. Yes. Just just let it tick. Ball doesn't stop when you go out of bounds. Like, <laughs> yes. complete pass, just keep the running clock. Yeah. So as a spectator, I would have loved to have seen some new guys get in there. Mm-hmm. And we're in the last third of the season. We got four games left. We need to see some other QBs get snaps. Because Huseman is going to be gone after this. I'm pretty positive Chase Bryce is going to be gone after the season. I don't want us to get in a habit of relying on a transfer to come in. I think yeah. App State benefits from a Taylor Lamb who's been there, or Zach Thomas, who's been in the program for four or five years. Yeah. 
and then takes over the helm. Well, and that's like, I guess, looking a little bit ahead. Like, even if Chase comes back, his receiving group is going to be very mm-hmm. different mm-hmm. from the receiving group that he's got right now. And who is to say how much of Chase's current success is because of the famous guys? Exactly. Because of those four You, you don't have scenes. Sutton. You don't have Hennigan. You right. don't have Malik Williams. You don't have Jalen Virgil next year. Which, by the way, the pass interference miss calling Jalen Virgil, I mean, that the dude, was odd. the dude, like, like, I mean, I don't know. I don't even know how to describe it. He, he, yaga, he, he ripped him down by yeah. his, his collar. And the refs like, yoinked. The refs like, Yoink. my favorite part is when a, a defender does that, clearly knows they should have been called. And they go, Ooh. no, no, no. When it's not called and they're like doing that thing, like, oh, no, sir, no, sir. It's like, bro, come on. Come like, on, man. Come on. <laughs> just get back to the line. <laughs> let's, let's play cool. Shut down. Yeah. <laughs> no, sir. <laughs> like, okay, bro. Okay. Come on, man. So, looking forward to the rest of the season. Uh, it's the easiest stretch of our season. There's zero uh, expectation or uh, acceptance of a loss. No, in this any is scenario. a group of teams that we should beat all these teams by multiple scores. We've got Arkansas State, who's South terrible. Alabama, Troy, Georgia Southern. Troy of the four is the best, and I think that's not saying much. No, they all have a losing record. I'm pretty sure South Alabama's won a couple arkansas state's one and seven though. arkansas state different breed of buns for is, real. well and that's a game next week where we could we should put a freshman quarterback in at some point against arkansas yes. state they have one of the historical worst defenses in <laughs> sunbelt conference history it's true it's true. they are a different breed of buns <laughs> to steal your quote shout out to texas state for uh i think louisiana shut them down like 49-0 yeah they tweet that final score and they go hashtag eat them up <laughs> Okay, dude. Okay, bro. Okay. But let's uh, let's look at the eight people. I think the most recent one was pretty interesting. I think there's, um, I mean, let's just start Wake Forest, number ten. And you know, that's cool. Ethan Joyce pointed it out earlier. I don't know why they're behind Michigan or Oregon. Notre Dame too. Like undefeated is undefeated. Undefeated is undefeated. I you maybe you can say strength of schedule. I don't know, but I think it's it's just Notre branding. Dame jumped from eleven to eight after beating North Carolina, who's not good by a possession, right? Yeah, it was a one touchdown game against North Carolina. I think like, I think it's entirely media and branding. You don't yeah. associate Wake Forest with football, but That's you do really, with Michigan, Notre Dame, they're Oregon, power Ohio five. State. They're power five, but. They're historically considered. It's like if UVA was undefeated at this yeah. point. Like they're not considered a football powerhouse in, right. in the ACC. Right. And looking at the rest of their schedule, ACC is pretty weak this year. And you know, there's only so much they can do. They've still got Clemson left. Um, I think they have all the uh, North Carolina schools left, which you know those will be good. Yeah. In-state rivals think, will always be I good. I think battles. next week they might have North Carolina. Um, um, but to me, yeah. I mean, you're undefeated in Power Five. You need the recognition for that. Yeah. Like. I, I could see, you know, Ohio State, their only loss was to Oregon. Who's right behind them in the play? Right? Yeah. You know, something like that. I imagine Oklahoma's going to take a loss at some point. Could be to the Cowboys, Oklahoma State. Yeah, I could see they, an argument that a one-loss Oklahoma is playoff worthy. But, I, to me, 13-0 and versus... It's 13-0. and yeah, That it, should be I, an auto There's it, it, Yeah, 13-0 and in a Power 5 conference. I get the ACC's week this year. You should get in over a one-loss champion. Yeah, in a power. This year is going to be weird, though. This is going to be an odd year. Looking at Cincinnati, mm-hmm. 
because Cincinnati's sitting at 8-0. If they run the table, as of right now, it looks like they're going to be in the playoff. Right. So now it goes, who's the other three? Does the SEC still somehow get two in? Or mm. what, who's the who are the power fives that get shut out at that point? Because then you have you've got two power fives that won't make it in. It is that is interesting. Because right now you've got two SEC schools in the in the top four. Georgia's kind of playing in their own league right now. Uh, I don't see anyone beating Georgia this well, year, and that's that's what could make the SEC championship so interesting. Because it looks like right now Georgia and Alabama are on a collision course. Yeah, and again, they could knock each other out. I. Th- I think the SEC's best case scenario is that Alabama wins in a very, very, very close game. And then maybe you can make an argument that both of them should squeak into the playoff. But if Georgia beats yeah. Bama and Bama's a two-loss team, they're out. There's, they're not getting in as a two-loss. Even yeah. with the conference championship appearance, even if you're Alabama, you're not going in. Well, let's um, – but, yeah, so shout out Wake Forest. I think 13-0, they're in. I think they yeah, deserve that. Yeah. And that would be cool because we, we are supposed to get Wake Forest on our schedule soon because last year's game got uh, canceled because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's like with the conference realignment things now, those Marshall games will become conference games. So we've got open slots to move now. Yeah. Um, but scrolling down to what we're particularly interested in, the group of five teams. Um, and reminder, if anyone hasn't heard this yet, um, Gold Room 15, houseunitedsports.com. Uh, Gold Room 15 gets you 15% off your entire order. Uh, we uh, got some stats back. We were talking to House United, James over there. Uh, thank you. People yeah. are, are using the code. There, y'all have been listening. Y'all have been yes. using. I'm, I'm very, very grateful. We are very grateful that you guys have been taking advantage of that. Of course, 20% of all of House United's profits go to the Yosef Club to support our athletics or our student athletes and our athletics programs. But yep. thank you, thank you, thank you to be using that code. Um, you know, it, that credits us. Um, it shows that our listeners are taking advantage of it. So thank you very much. We growing, you growing, popping House off. United growing. That's right. Uh, and also, if you haven't heard this, uh, I was about to segue into this, and then I realized I had a segue into a segue. So I'm going to segue into back. the third, seg- second, I'm going to segue to the original Paul Blart Mockup on the segue. Cincinnati, if they make the playoffs, that counts Mm -hmm. as a group of fives New Year's Six bid. So what would logically happen is they make the playoffs, and then as of now, UTSA, the Roadrunners, they make the Cotton Bowl or Peach Bowl, whatever it is this year. That's not the case. That's not guaranteed. Which is BS. Now, I could see if UTSA goes undefeated which they're playing in CUSA, there is a decent shot that they yep. go in. They still have to play UTEP, which is not an easy win this nope. year. And that'll be an in-state rival. Um, Always and fun. And then they'll have to play the CUSA championship game, which will be either Marshall or FAU as their opponent, probably FAU. Um, but I could see an undefeated UTSA creeping into that, that 13 to 11 range. Right. And then maybe you give them the Peach Bowl or something like but that. But how lame would that be if they just get – so one of those first few bowls that you know, the CUSHM usually gets. I give hope that that's going to be the case that they get right. before something. But knowing how bowls work and yes. knowing how college football works, they're going to go, we don't have to put them in. Right. All right, let's go get Hopefully this is just how the Iowa. rule is written because it has yeah. never happened. Yes, there's never been a – Make an account for this, it. This year is so strange in, in rankings and everything. But right. I'm scared it's going to be – 11 UTSA gets passed up for three loss number 21 Auburn. 
Texas. I promise yes. you, Texas is getting yes. it somewhere. Four loss, Texas <laughs> is going to be. I promise you. Um, but then we get down towards the bottom where the G5 usually um, makes their money. Um, you've got Houston, who was unranked and beat um, who they beat number sixteen SMU. SMU number nineteen SMU, number I believe. 19. Um, beat them in a very close game, one possession game. Mm-hmm. Great finish. It kick, looked like kickoff it was going return. overtime. Right. Um, so they jumped to twenty, which is a, I'd say, too big of a jump. Um, I know SMU's They're the nineteenth team, loss. but that's a big jump. SMU's a good win. Houston was seven and one, so it wasn't like right. Very, they like were. A, they had been getting votes yeah. already. Um, and then right below Houston, we've got our friends, the Shauna Clears. Right, they go from twenty four to twenty one after jump, barely beating Troy. Right, jump three spots after beating a mediocre Troy team. Yeah. Um, kind of generous, I would say. And then uh, I think I think that's generous, but I think what's more interesting here is we've got my first first of the season bullshit ranking. Whoa! Penn State has lost three straight games and is number twenty two. Can you tell me? Wait, they only dropped two spots after losing? Yes, after losing again. They've lost three straight games. Oh, my God. I did not realize I... Yes, and they're still ranked. Jesus. no sense. Jesus. They, like, went from, like, number four to 22 (laughs) after losing three straight. Um... SMU is at 23. Fell from 19 after losing. I thought they'd drop out. I, I did, too. And then, big ups, Cajuns. They're where they belong. Twenty four. They finally break in seven to one. I think that is great. Um, I'm thinking we're on pace to finish the season with three Sun Belt teams ranked. Mm-hmm. Um, and the championship game is going to be, be a ranked matchup, which would be really, really cool. be awesome. It'll, it'll be the first time two ranked teams meet each other in the chat that championship right. game. It'll probably be in Lafayette, so it won't be a home game, which sucks. But just being there will be yeah. being part of it will be awesome. And then. I- Big ups to Fresno State sneaking they in. They seem to be 25. going in and out like but every at week. Two law at a two loss G five school. Yeah, I mean they're they're the only that's respect. They're the only two loss G five school to yes. be in. And then uh, where we come in, we had five votes last week, and we come in with twenty three this week, which is good for thirty three, I believe. I think that's where it puts us. So we're moving up. You know, I think it sucks because the rest of our schedule is not competitive, so it's not like our wins are going to stand out. We're just mm-hmm. going to have to clap cheeks. I mean, we're just going to yeah. have to just have them on row game, but yeah. not uh, a half of garbage time where we let them run up the score. We yeah. need a 59 to 7, 59 to 10. We need that. The schedule is going to be helpful for us on that. Mm-hmm. The schedule's in front of us. Right. And keep in mind, starting Tuesday is when the playoff rankings start, and the playoff committee is not kind to the Sun Belt. I specifically remember we were ranked. We won a close game against Texas State or someone. And then we dropped a spot, right? So mm-hmm. the committee will do that. They will drop a G5 team es- for winning. Especially because this week is the first week where the CFP rankings come out. Exactly. And they have historically been harder on the G5 schools than 100%. the AP is. So I'd be curious to see if both Coastal and Louisiana make it in. I think Coastal still will, but I think SMU, Louisiana, and Fresno will all be yeah. out. Um, and, you know, three lost Penn State might as well be 15. <laughs> I think uh, what's going to happen, uh, in just to, to round out the rankings discussion here, I think Coastal Carolina is going to finish the season ranked higher than us because I don't see them losing again. 
and then they're going to be sitting at home watching us play the championship game, and then they'll play in the Camellia Bowl or whatever, which would be hysterical. So funny. I can't, I can't even like envision it yet. I could see us ending up being ranked higher than Coastal if we go, we run the table here, Louisiana runs the table here, and then we beat Louisiana and we're a conference champion. Ooh. I think we'll be ranked higher than Coastal with that Sunbelt Conference championship on our on our belt. Depends on how Coastal remains dominant. If they have another down game or if they get back to their old ways and, yeah. and blow people but out. I think, I think that's historically the AP and the CFP both value conference championships. Yep, for sure. And then especially those post-bowl rankings, it's App State, we're going to a bowl, we're going to win by a lot. Yep. We yep. do not lose bowl games. Hey, by the way, we're bowl eligible now. Whoa. So we could lose everything and go to the Cure Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say that. I'm not going to Florida, bro. I'm not going to that game. <laughs> I'm not entering that state. Uh, much love if you're in Florida. Uh, not really, but you know. <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah. big dub. Um, next episode, we're gonna do a uh, basketball uh, preview. Basketball starts up in about ten days, nine days or so. And we start with a banger. We start with Iona in New York, which is going to be a tough yeah. matchup. But I love our non-conference schedule this year. It is not only um, playing big schools just to get blown out and see how bad we are. It's playing competitive mid-majors so we can see how good we are. Like having a legitimate idea of where we stand compared to who we will be playing. Coach Fox would have us play, uh, you know, Gonzaga seven times. Yeah, or Duke in North Carolina. Right. Over and over and over. And they'd be like, ah, we're not that good. It's like, yeah, we know. <laughs> Let's play some well, like, actual competition. The schedule benefits us so well because we got a round of mid-majors. Yep. And then we get Duke and North Carolina. Yep. So we'll know going into that if we've, we've got some hope. So we'll get into that in our basketball preview. Yes. Carnes has been in the booth. Um, so definitely excited for the season. And, and we'll go into more depth on that episode. So appreciate everyone for listening. Again, Gold Room 15, housingoutsports.com. 15% off your entire order. No later on that. If you want to drop a band drop a band on that don't drop a band at the banner reveal yosef club thing for basketball that that's pfft. do it on houseunitedsports.com am i right yeah that's right